Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I got Drew Tolpin here, special guest on the big podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? So we're excited to talk about growing up with the Tolpins. We're going to have a discussion here so you can get a bird's eye view. Now, you may have heard of Drew on the kids podcast uh, if you heard some of those episodes. Those are all now in the app, uh, Be Courageous, in the app store. Feel free to download it. Plus, powerful community and all kinds of things. It really supports the ministry. Uh, it's $8.99 a month. We have hundreds of really strong believers, great people in there, sharing wisdom, answering each other's questions, spurring each other on. We have groups based on topics. You create a profile. It's much like... Facebook profile you know, with the newsfeed and all those different things. So it is a social media site, but it's private just for the ministry and the people that want to be involved uh, in a bigger inner circle way. So check out the app. Uh, it's super exciting to be in there. Angie and I are in there all of the time and enjoying it. But we're dedicated as ever to getting this Tuesday episode out to everybody in our social media platforms and everything. Nothing's changed with all of that. And so also just check out CourageousParenting.com and CourageousMom.com for any of the resources. And we have new shops, the Be Courageous shop and the Resolute Man shop at ResoluteMan.com now too. So anyways, we appreciate you all being part of the movement. Today, we're going to dive into some things um, with uh, Drew and just get his input on things. So first of all, Drew, you know, what is it like to, you know, being a 15-year-old boy in our family? Well... Um, for example, my older brother Austin, he just um, moved out, and it's it's it definitely takes responsibility and the knowledge of knowing that you are an older sibling now, and you have a big role to play in your uh, siblings' experiences and the way they treat one another by example. That's so cool, you, and you're a super good example. Thanks. Uh, you have a humble heart, and you really tend to lead by example. Um, but, you know, you'll also let people know when they've gone too far, you know, right. bothering you and so forth. But you tend to do it in a good way. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that about you. Uh, side note, there's some exciting news, isn't there, in the in the chicken house? In the chicken house? Yeah. What just happened? Yeah. We had some chicks hatch on their own. It was pretty fantastic, actually. How many? Four. Just about four. Yeah, it was great. So you started with how many chickens? We started with 23. And then you lost one recently. Right, we lost one. And then you gained four. Right, so we're in the positive, that's for sure. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Out here, by the way, people told us, hey, don't even try. I mean, there's so many uh, critters, big critters, that will eat your chickens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so far, so good. Yeah, it's going pretty well. So anyways, I bring that up because Drew has really taken uh, upon himself to really fully take care of those chickens. The other kids help a bit, but he really is the main shepherd of the chickens. And that's just when you were saying leading by example, that's another way that I've seen you lead by example. 
But, you know, what, what's it like being in our family, though? Give them kind of an inside scoop of, you know, the day in life and being in our family. Well, it's interesting. You wake up in the morning and there's always, it's never boring. You get out of bed, the boys are up, they're active. And there's always, they might ask me like, hey, can you give me some cereal? And the most important thing to do is the, is the patients and to help them with getting their cereal in the morning because they eat several meals every day. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of so funny, isn't it? Yeah. They kind of eat the early meal and then we, a lot of times I'll have oatmeal together. I'll get up and eat, make oatmeal or mom will. Right. Yes. But going through the day, it's very, it's very fun because you go through the day, you start, I go down to the chin coop, take care of them. I come back, do some school and we will do Bible time as a family. And it's great because my dad will just bring scripture and we'll all learn something through it and we'll spend Bible time together. And it's, I'd highly encourage you to do that with your families to start off the day <laughs> together. That's like the most important thing to do. In Why do you day. like starting together? I didn't, wasn't, I didn't know you were going to talk about that. Why do you like that? Well, what I like about that is that, um, well, I get to see what everyone's up to and I get to, I get a little bit of the Bible from my dad and I really like that. For sure, especially from him because he's such a great teacher, oh, and it, and it makes me understand the Bible more when he's teaching too. No, it's cool. I I, I like that. I mean, it gets everybody on the same page. I know Angie appreciates it too because we're all together. She can also set expectations for the day. It just seems when we do that. Everything goes so much better. We've been fed with the Word of God. We've discussed things. We've set expectations. We had a good time together, uh, which is great. And I wouldn't say we do it every single day, but we do it most days. It's really an important thing in our family. Uh, obviously, things happen sometimes. Right. <laughs> That's cool. So those are some some cool little inside scoops. Uh, I, you're just curious. You know, you're at the you're 15. And you're the oldest son in the house. Megan's the oldest child and people respect her and look up to her. But there are a lot of boys in the family. So they definitely are looking to you as well for leadership. And you're in that transition period of becoming a man. We uh, will be planning a manhood ceremony for Drew in the near future. So we're excited about that. But what are some thoughts on top of your head uh, becoming a man? Well, for me, what that means to me for sure is that um, is to put away childish things and to want and to thirst to grow more spiritually and emotionally and also to be a great example to the younger siblings. And but by example, it's just in teaching them is to be just by example is like in the morning, maybe cleaning up your room, making your bed, being helpful to mom, especially because she's up taking care of the baby and she's not always, she's not always super energetic when she gets up. So it's important to help her in the morning, especially. And also manhood as like learning how to teach the Bible. I'm just diving into that. So, but it's super, I'm enjoying it and it's super fun. And that's like one of the most important things in my opinion that goes along also with, um, protecting the family for sure. Like my siblings, when we're out and about being aware and discernment, and trying to be as be as wise as possible and what goes on with wisdom is discernment and experience and knowledge those all tie together and they're all super important you only learn those by time and appreciation for um learning wow well said really well said 
you know, it's so fun interviewing Drew here because, as you know, um, there's no script involved. We have a basic whiteboard with maybe eight words on it up there, but in uh, scripture references. But that's it. I mean, we're just chilling, talking about this, and I appreciate you just being transparent about your thoughts about that. It's cool during the manhood ceremony, you'll get to, you know, kind of share back with the men around the table um, your thoughts about being a man and what you want to be held accountable to and things like that. So I'm looking forward to that, but you're definitely, um, rising up as a, as a strong man of God. And I, I'm so proud of you for that and appreciate all your help and, and with the family. I know mom does too. Uh, I know people probably have, you mentioned school a little bit, but what's your favorite part of being homeschooled? As you guys all probably know, we, we homeschool all of our kids and everybody gets taught a little differently and has sometimes some different curriculum and things they're doing and sometimes the same based on who they are. But uh, what's your favorite part of being homeschooled? Probably my favorite part is the ability to have experience in learning, such as remodeling the house. I had time to do that because I was homeschooling and I learned a ton through it that you can't learn from, say, a classroom. I learned experience through that. I also, like right now, I'm getting experience in say, public speaking by podcasting. I'm learning all the sorts of stuff that you can't learn from a classroom, and that's probably my favorite part. Okay, and just so everybody knows, you're still learning math and oh, yeah. reading and all, all of, of all of it, all the things, right? But yeah. he loves the experience side. He's always been that way, by the way. I remember when you were young, uh, your mom would like teach you and I'll probably get the time a little off, but she'll teach you for like, you did homeschool for like 30 or 40 minutes. And then she would give you like 20 minutes to go run around and mm-hmm. then come back and because you're, you're a doer, mm-hmm. right? That's your personality is to do things with your hands and see things and yeah. exercise and all those kinds of things. But you're super academic too. You're really smart. It's just that those breaks are really valuable. Right. So I'm, I'm not surprised he said experiences. So um, this is something that's uh, really good scripture right here. Deuteronomy 11, 19 through 20 um, right here. So we have, you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up and you should write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates that you're, you know, so basically this is talking about teaching scripture, the ways of God to your kids. Uh, obviously right there, but it's also, I, I think of homeschooling is you're always teaching, meaning you're not always, there's times for fun and just hanging out and those kinds of things too. But as parents, you're looking for those teaching opportunities. So whether, wherever you put your schools, I'm just an encouragement to everybody is to think about, well, what do you want your kids to know and make sure they know those things, not just book knowledge of it, but experientially. It's part of the reason we do RV trips and we do lots of the different things we do. It's how we geared the Christmas presents we gave our kids. What did you get for Christmas, by the way? I got a nice set of DeWalt tools. That was pretty fantastic. I'm so stoked about that. So, it's going to be awesome. So, um, you know, like a skill saw. Right. Two drills. Yeah, some power tools. Power tools. So literally he has this bag that he can take to a work site and help, you know, build a house or remodel. Yeah. And I, I think that would be a fun project for us to do sometime is right. to maybe remodel a house or do something like that yeah. as a family. So that's something one on our dreams list is to be able to purchase a small place that needs fixing up and fix it up and sell it or Airbnb it or something like that. So anyways, that's in our sites potentially. Drew's going to be my right hand man uh, in doing that. But yeah, it was so cool too to see when he opened his gift and he got the tools. It's like 
he was overjoyed. It wasn't like you were searching for a toy to be there or something like that or a video yeah. game. Right. It's not that you don't play video games. Mm-hmm. There's some video games you like. Mm-hmm. But I just really appreciate you that you enjoyed getting the, to- the, the tools uh, for equipping. Okay. So finally, um, we're going to talk about what do you appreciate about your mom? Well, that's a, just about the most important topic, in my opinion. <laughs> she is amazing. She She's so packed full of wisdom, and that's like that's a very important thing to me because whenever I'm like needing wisdom or something, even though my dad has so much wisdom too, my oh, mom, nice. my mom is she's so she's so she's like a walking Bible. She she really knows what to say in the moment, and that is so I'm so appreciate that about my mom. Also, I appreciate her patience for me, especially because I get um, migraines, and she is so patient and. She helps me, and she is so guiding, and she's just taught me so much through that. And I've learned, especially through my mom, because she has the same situation, is um, to be not a complainer, but to appreciate what you have through that. And I've learned so much through my mom and all of it. And she is such a diligent woman, which I also very much appreciate. That's just the main things about my mom for sure. So when you say diligent, uh, people, you know, sometimes go, I wish I could be a fly on the wall while, while Angie's, you know, doing her rhythms throughout the day and see what she's doing. When you say diligent, what do you, what do you see? What do you experience with your mom being diligent? Well, with my mom, she's definitely not a lazy person. She, she gets up in the morning and she makes every, she helps us. She makes everything's good and going. Either my mom or her, my dad or her, sorry, will uh, make us oatmeal or eggs, and then she'll get going on her day and she'll get everything, everyone running and going, and she'll help us through our school. She'll, she never complains about anything that she does, and she's so diligent through it, and she goes through the whole day just super energetic and even if she's not feeling super well she acts like she's just fine and she helps us through everything that we need it is really remarkable she just keeps on going i think the best thing i can do as a husband is to help her stop sometimes um and the kids do that too drew does that as well but we have to literally try to slow her down sometimes yeah so so that she doesn't burn out Mm -hmm. and if we don't do that um, so she'll, she'll hit a wall. So we, we need to be proactive and helpful to do that. And, you know, we could always get better at that. Right. But we try, we try to do that. So oh, that's great. What do you think it, what do you think it means to be a Tolpen? Here's one I didn't say we were going to talk about. Yeah. What does it mean to be a Tolpen? Well, what does it mean to be a Tolpen? Okay. Um, well, something my dad's always said is that, um, Tolpens don't give up. We don't say no, we don't give up. That's what I've grown up learning as to be a Tolpen is to not give up and to try your absolute hardest. Because um, my parents, they always have told me they'll always be proud of me as long as I do my absolute best. And that whenever I'm taking on a project, that's what I think about is to do my absolute best. And that's, in my opinion, what it means to be a Tolpen for sure. Well, in, you know, in the kids podcast you shot earlier, that'll be in the app, you talked about, you shared the scripture, no corrupting talk coming out of your mouth. Right. And it's funny because the worst bad word our kids could say is the word, it's two words, I can't. So that's profanity in the Tolpen house is to say, I can't. Now, do people still say I can't in the Tolpen house? They do. 
But I remind him, I go, that's a bad word, right? Just right. like if if we watch uh, a movie with the olders and there's, um, if we didn't know it, but there's a bad word in there, I always say, hey, bad word, everybody. Because I don't want to just let it go by. I want to bring attention to that is a word we don't use. We don't let corrupt talk come out of our mouths and we don't just watch it and, and let it be received as if we're going to do it. Well, the words I can't are the worst words. They're the absolute worst words in my mind. Now, is it okay to not be able to do something? Absolutely. Is it good to get help? Yes. But I've always found the words I can't are immediately limiting. And that goes along with what you're saying. I think that you might've got part of that from that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anything else? I mean, there's a lot of things we talk about, but maybe another nugget of what it means to be a Tolpin. Another nugget. Um, a Tolpin. So it's to work hard and to be kind to one another and to go through the day joyful. And also like another thing is what we were talking about before is the morning time that we have together. It kind of, it seems, it feels to me like that's something us Tolpins do, especially a lot of other people do that, but it feels something signature to our family that we do for sure. Yeah. So, and so I'd encourage you guys to do things that are unique to your family and to do them consistently enough to where if you just, someone just sporadically asked your kid, what does it mean to be a Johnson? What does it mean to be a Smith? What does it mean to be a, um, uh, I don't know, any last name. Right. What does it mean to be your family? And when you ask that of, of the kids, they say something that is unique to your family and that is good and that is uh, bears fruit and so forth. Obviously, those things aren't the only things about being a Tolpin. There's lots of things I mean, about a Tolpin. Most mm -hmm. importantly, we want to glorify God and honor God with what we do. And we want to make him known to other people and those things. So, you know, what does it mean to be your last name. And when people ask your kids that, what are they going to say? And I would encourage you to think about that as we're going into the new year. In fact, our second episode we ever created is, I think the title is creating a family culture. So what is the culture of your family? And the culture is not what you think it is, not what you say it is. It's the actual real behaviors that actually exist in your family when nobody's looking. It's not when everybody's at their best, when you have guests over, it's when no one else is looking, what is your family and what are the real behaviors in your family? And your kids are always going to say how it really is. And so just think about that and think about as you're going into 2022 or whenever you're listening to this, um, think about the next you know season ahead of you and go, you know, are the be real behaviors in my family what I want to have in my family and identify a couple that you want improved and then make some family initiatives about that. I was just reflecting, actually. Um, Drew, you might remember some of this. I was reflecting on um, planning for 2020 and the family initiatives. Um, one of them is producers, not consumers. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't mean we don't consume. We consume. We watch good movies. We do things um, where we consume other people's information. But... And we learn, obviously, we read books and all those things. But one of the things I've taught the kids in, is an initiative. As And this came about years ago as I saw media grabbing the hearts and minds of everybody. Just social media, just everything. And I wanted to create a culture in the family, Angie and I did, to where they understood 
that there's there's a balance that if I'm consuming more than I'm producing or if that's out of whack in any way, I'm probably not going to be as happy with myself and I'm probably not going to be growing in personal development in the same way and not contributing to society in the same way that I would. And I don't know about your family. I think everybody's probably like this, but us Tolpins, we feel the best when we're contributing, when we're producing, when we're being creative, when we're doing something that other people appreciate or helps other people. Something I've noticed about our family is everybody's that way. Uh, even when they're two years old, if they can help wash dishes, they love washing dishes because it's a new responsibility and they love contributing. They love seeing that I did something and things are better because of my actions. And I think God made all of us that way, but I would encourage you, how can you stir up the gifts in your family um, and, and, and stir up a better culture in your family for this next season? That episode is super helpful. Well, any last thoughts from you, Drew? Last thoughts. Um, I would just that goes along with you is just to uh, encourage you to um, keep devoting your family in the word of God in the morning and making that start very, very start of your day. And also to just like you said, like what's the culture of your family? Really think on that for sure. And a scripture I, I want to make sure we don't escape. I was going to say it earlier when you were talking about your mom, mm -hmm. but this is so important. Uh, Proverbs 31 people know it well. And just a, a little piece out of there is 25 through 28, which is strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. And that is certainly Angie Tolpin. And we're so appreciative of her, of course. By the way, the reason she's not on today is uh, she's not feeling the greatest. I was down a few days ago. A lot of people prayed for me out there. I appreciate it. I quickly got back. Obviously, Angie helped me uh, with some great natural remedies and all kinds of things and your prayer as well. I was back on it. So Christmas was a little, I was a little quiet during Christmas, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but now Angie uh, is needs to get better. So if you could be praying for her. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us. Drew, you did a great job today. Thank you. Yeah, so wise, so well-spoken. I'm so proud of you. And uh, it was a joy to do this with you. Thank you. All right, God bless everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.